This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla, because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Layla Mutin is our nutritionist in residence. Uh, if you don't know already, she has a master's degree in the field of nutrition and uh, is also uh, a registered dietitian. So without further ado, what's our next question? We have an email from Thomas. I'm a 71-year-old male who's experienced past episodes of anxiety, depression, which always start with difficulty sleeping. Four years ago, the doctor put me on 100 milligrams of Zoloft because of a very favorable experience I had with Zoloft 25 years ago, and the results were just as favorable. So that's good. The doctor suggested I stay on, Zo- I stay on Zoloft, but gave me an additional taper plan of 25 milligrams per month, warning that I should taper off, that if I taper off, I might not be able to get back on it in future. What are the effects of long-term use of Zoloft? Is there a way I can get into a clinical trial, a recent clinical trial, use MRI scans to observe Zoloft absorption and serotonin levels? Whoa. And is Zoloft addicting? Okay. Well, I can answer the last question more easily than the first question. The last question, it's interesting, when these drugs which are called SSRIs, Mm -hmm. were introduced, oh, about, oh, must be about 30, 30 30-some years ago. I think they were available in the 80s. Um, Started with Prozac, then you had Paxil, Zoloft, now we have Lexapro, which is an SNRI, it's a mixture of two effects. Um, It was thought the effects are, it was thought these medications are not like narcotic medications, not like benzodiazepines, not like, you know, heroin or, you know, those, that they were not addictive. However, uh, in the 90s, I think it was, Mm -hmm. uh, a professor, Glenn Mullen, at Harvard, wrote a popular book entitled Prozac Backlash, uh, which detailed his findings that people were having a hell of a time getting off of these drugs. Yeah. Because uh, they, they, it, you can't necessarily call it withdrawal in the classic sense, but people have all kinds of physical symptoms, physical and, and mental symptoms. Yeah. It makes it hard to discern whether you're experiencing the depression and anxiety that they were used to treat or whether you're experiencing the, in effect, it's a withdrawal. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, and these can be like, you know, muscular twitching, irritability, um, you know, so now more anxiety. They, they say, taper it, yeah. go off slowly, mm-hmm. right? So now this trial that is talking about to see if the serotonin is being, you know, I'm not sure what is the see. It, I think with these drugs, 
we still have an imperfect understanding how they work. And we know mechanistically, basically, how they work. But what's so unpredictable is that there is no test to say, oh, you have a serotonin deficiency. We're going to give you this drug. It's going to work perfectly for you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like you have a B12 deficiency. We'll give you B12. Yes. We'll fix it. Uh, that's not how it works in the brain. The brain is complicated. Uh, so, you know, your depression may be due to not enough serotonin or to resistance to the serotonin that, it, that uh, you know, doesn't uh, get through the blood-brain barrier, any, you know, or de- degrades too quickly. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yes. And so, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure the practical utility of entering a study. Yeah. The study might advance science, but it may not speak to your individual Right. need or lack thereof for the Zoloft. Is that, would that be the object of that test? Is that what he's looking for? Uh, the fact that his doctor warned that he should taper off, uh, that he might not be able to get back on it. Oh, oh yeah. This is another, this is another unpredictable fact about, about, yeah. uh, uh, these types of medications is, um, they wear off for some people. Yeah, they, there's like a honeymoon period, and then it's like I don't know. It could be it could difference. be decades, and then all of a sudden they don't work anymore. Hmm. Uh, that the brain gets used to it, or the receptors get less sensitive to it, um, and then uh, there's a phenomenon where people can go off, and the next time they try it, it doesn't work. Ah. Uh, so you know, is it's there almost like they built up a tolerance to it? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I don't know. If there's a way to predict it, it just sort of happens. And unfortunately, one of the ways that psychiatrists practice is they'll listen to a patient and they'll say, well, this fits a certain pattern. And then they're, yeah. they're like throwing darts at the dartboard. It's, yeah. it's an imprecise science. It's more of an art, you know, to, to prescribe yeah. uh, uh, psychotropic medications. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, and you try this, you try that, you try, you know, and... Uh, it's more a little bit on a hunch, you know, that it might work. Yeah. And it's a trial of therapy. It's okay. Well, you just didn't work. Move on to the next thing. And, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other thing I, I would say to Thomas is if you do taper and get off Zoloft, and that's also a good thing because so many prescription medications have side effects. I'm a nutritionist. I'm a big fan of natural things to take. Maybe you might benefit from... 5-HTP, 5-hydroxytryptophan. Maybe you may benefit from GABA. SAMI. SAMI. Rosavin. Inositol. Uh, uh, rhodiola. Inositol. Yes. Whoa. Things like More that. magnesium. Exactly. Uh, uh, you may be low in magnesium. You may be uh, low in omega-3s. Blood sugar control, anti-inflammatory yes. diet. Higher yes. doses of omega-3s. Mm-hmm. These can all mm-hmm. have an impact on These can all brain help health. In a, in We're actually going to do a podcast way. with a uh, woman who is... Um, I think she has uh, headed up a lot of research on the diet, yeah. you know, the food mood. Uh, the food mood, great, yeah. great. Terrific. Good point, which to pause because we want to allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. So here goes. Listen up. There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea. Future Farm's elderberry with zinc and echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. 
Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216. Or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what makes Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And plus, we believe very much in their efficacy. So check them out. Support Intelligent Medicine. And now back to our questions. This comes from Edie, and it's about allergic reaction to the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. Your Intelligent Medicine newsletter of March 17 mentions some of the questions and ideas circulating about COVID-19 vaccine. When the Pfizer and, and Moderna... By the way, you, you can subscribe to their newsletter. Go to yes. drhoffman.com and just, you know, enter your... Um, your email. email. You know, we won't sell it. You know, we don't... That's yeah. like, uh, I, don't, I don't need the money. <laughs> I'm going right. to sell, right, right, sell right. Uh, you know, mailing lists. Uh, but, um, you know, you'll get the newsletter. You yes. get an informative newsletter. It can maybe an occasional announcement if we're running a sale on Fullscript or something like that, yeah. which is, you know, you can just blow that off. Yeah. So Edie says, when Pfizer and Moderna vaccines were first introduced... A few people experienced an anaphylactic reaction to it. In response, the manufacturer suggested that others should wait to be vaccinated if they have an allergy which previously triggered an anaphylactic reaction. Mm -hmm. We remember that. Yeah. Has the thinking evolved on this? Has the J&J &J vaccine or any other vaccine also brought on this anaphylactic reaction? Thank you for your excellent newsletter. I should have said that first. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, the... Allergic reactions don't seem to cluster around one or another vaccine, or maybe more associated with the RNA vaccines, I would say, because yeah. they are encapsulated in something called PEG, uh, polyethylene glycol, which some people, a very small minority of people, might have sensitivity to. Um, it's hard to test for that allergy ahead of time. It's yeah. probably not worth it. Uh, people who get the vaccine are usually observed for the initial period. So what that is likely to avoid is the immediate side effects, you mm -hmm. know, like, a, like an immediate re anaphylactic reaction. You know, I think you're supposed to stick around for a half an hour or something afterwards. Um, and if signs of an allergic reaction develop, they know what to do. Right. Um, that's a classic allergic reaction. This does not preclude other longer-term reactions. It does not preclude the kind of reaction that they saw with J&J, &J, which yeah. is a thrombotic reaction Mm -hmm. uh, blood clots in the uh, cavernous sinus, uh, mm -hmm. which is a very rare thing, but a very devastating thing. That's why they paused this J&J &J vaccine. Um, so that's not an allergic reaction. That's a different mechanism of reaction. Yeah. But, uh, so the question is, for people who have had, had anaphylaxis, I think they, they inform the vaccinator at yes. the site that I've had you know, anaphylaxis. They're maybe going to be a little bit more on guard. There's no reason necessarily to suspect that they're at higher risk of developing anaphylaxis when they get vaccinated, according to the right. current thinking. You know, right. and it, it look people are not. You know, I don't think they're suppressing the, that information. There's a certain small percentage of people are having allergic reactions. Yeah, um, but it's not that many. Right. 
Right, right. You could have an allergic reaction to anything. The regular flu vaccine or yes. any other, you know. But yeah. rarely. 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 Yeah. Very rarely, especially anaphylaxis. Yeah, one thing that's coming up is that uh, we're seeing in people who have the RNA vaccines, um, like Pfizer, uh, there have been some cases of them developing zoster outbreaks, like uh, shingles. Oh, boy. And that's due to the immune activation yeah. that occurs with the vaccine. Hmm. Anything that, you know, like you can get zoster after you have a respiratory infection or something, or a flu or something. Mm. Um, you know, so that's not well, you, too common, but it usually occurs in people who have pre-existing autoimmunity. Right, right. I wonder if like some people who get the flu vaccine complain that they got the, they then get the flu, regular old flu for a couple of days. Well, people who get the shingles vaccine get feel like they're getting a shingles outbreak. Yeah, that's with the old one more than the new one, I think. Shingrix? Shingrix is the new one, and the old one was the Zostav. Oh, no, the new one is the Zostavax. I think the Shingrix is the old one. Yeah. Okay. We've got an email from Mark. Hi, Dr. Hoffman and Layla. As usual, I continue to enjoy your, your informative programs. In your opinion, is citrulline superior or inferior to arginine? Does citrulline the, have to be... The pirate amino acid, right. arginine. Does citrulline have to be methylated Ooh. in the body to produce arginine? Ooh, that's a kind of a... Uh, well, um, it doesn't have aside to from molecular biology... Yes. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the idea is there's a couple of ways to get into the nitric oxide pathway. One is to take dietary nitrates. Yes. Um, which are celery, your greens, arugula, arugula. beets especially, right, and beet right, juice right, is right. a very good, but also certain supplements. Like mm-hmm. uh, another one is the Berkeley Life product yes. that's available on Fullscript, by the way. It's a very good way of increasing your nitric oxide. Mm-hmm. That's one pathway. The other pathway is to take arginine as a precursor or citrulline. Yes. And it's interesting that citrulline or arginine are sometimes in these male potency things because yeah. it's like, you know, nitric oxide gives you an erection. Vasodilation. Vasodilation gives you an erection. Um, the answer is, um, I, I, these days I tend to favor formulas that have a kind of a balance, like some citrulline and some arginine. Mm. And the methylation should be easy to achieve because, yeah. you know, in the presence of, of some B6, B12, uh, folate, you're mm-hmm. probably going to get methylation unless you're, have really impaired methylation with, you know, some MTHFR genetic, uh, you know, blocks, Yeah. in which case that, you know, could impair your nitric oxide. Actually, one of the sure. ways indirectly to approach your nitric oxide is to methylate, is to get better methylation through, mm-hmm. you know, something like uh, we use uh, methyl CPG from orthomolecular, which is a combination of things that support um uh, the MTHFR pathways, right, right, which will promote methylation. We get a little technical here, and you know, yeah, uh, got to apologize for that. But. No, 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 but that's we have a very informed audience. Yeah, yeah. So the the answer is, um, I, I think it remains controversial because yeah. some formulas are just arginine, some formulas are are a combination of both. I don't see that many formulas as just pure citrulline. Yeah, yeah. Nor do I. Thank you, Mark. For your and arginine, you know, we've got to watch out for people who have chronic uh, herpes, herpes outbreaks, outbreaks because it could promote that. Absolutely. Unless they then in turn take more lysine or, to, you know, uh, to Cold sores or genital ratio. herpes. Could be, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
We've got a question from Anthony. This is about anxiety and weight loss. All right. I've gained excessive weight. Oh. Partially from emotional and stress eating and partially from Prozac. Oh, yeah. That is taken oh, yeah. to oh, help with anxiety and panic disorder. Excuse me. This reminds me. You know, this person asked, what are the long-term effects of Zoloft? And we didn't yes. answer that question. Yeah. So Prozac, Zoloft, that category of medication, they're called SSRIs. Weight gain is a factor. It now, is. Now, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Prozac was introduced. And Prozac was introduced as a new category of antidepressants that work great for depression and help you lose weight. Yep. I, you know, that's a, you've got to be a multi-billion dollar seller. Huh. Because the previous medications make you fat. Tricyclic antidepressants make you fat. Right, right. So, so what ended up happening was most people gain weight because there's some disinhibition of, yeah. of uh, appetite. I mean, of, yeah, disinhibition. So, but then Wellbutrin came along. Which is not. Which was helpful. Yeah, which is, does not which have Which was that the least likely to. Right cause weight gain. But doesn't work in a lot of people. But doesn't work, exactly. So Anthony says, I recently went to the doctor and had a physical and everything looked good except... Can can I mention one more more thing, especially in women, but also in men, uh, sexual side effects. Uh, Yes. yes, Kills your libido in many women. Many women would say, I'd rather be depressed and anxious than completely lose my libido. Sure. It's like, I I feel like... uh, you know, uh, like just a hunk of meat. I don't feel, you know, anything right. anymore. You know, right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like, so it's, it, it, by calming the emotional center of the brain, mm-hmm. there may be a close relationship between anxiety and moodiness and libido. Mm. So it, it just, you know, you get less. You can't feel sexy if you're anxious like that. Well, you y- yeah, but I mean, you, you can't feel sexy <laughs> if you're anxious, but you also are so kind of. Like it, it flattens your emotions sure. when you. So some people say I feel emotionally flat when I take the, yeah. or like, you know, creatives sometimes say you know it really helps my my moods, but I feel less creative. And right. So you know those are mostly the side effects, and there's some buzz on osteoporosis. I think a little right. bit. Right. You know, right. But not Can. you know a little bit. Yes. Some diminished bone, even some. Risk of breast cancer. Yeah. Really? Uh, and more women are being yeah. given? Okay. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay, so his blood sugar... It might Anthony's, be close to the weight gain. Right. His blood sugar was 117. That frightened me enough Wait, to Wait, but start, blood pressure was 117? No, no. No, blood sugar. Oh, blood sugar. Did I say blood pressure? Blood sugar That's not so bad. Was, that could be, if it was, was it fasting? Truly fasting? Fasting. Oh, he that's says, a little fasting. Okay. That frightened me enough to start wanting to take action to lose some weight. So I started doing low-carb... And after the third day, I started having heart palpitations and PVCs. Oh. That is also a main symptom I have with my panic disorder and anxiety. So hypoglycemia. Right. Is this a common occurrence for someone doing low carb? If it is, what's the best way to lose 100 pounds safely while dealing oh, so with So he's going SSRIs. through that initial withdrawal. You're going through withdrawal. Yeah. Exactly. That's what's going on there. Because he, he was using sugar to keep his blood sugar sustained at a high level. Yes. And using sugar as fuel, using sugar as fuel, and then pulling the plug on that, and then all of a sudden the blood sugar plummets, which can cause palpitations and can worsen anxiety. And can feel terrible. Yeah. Can feel absolutely terrible. You feel like you're checking out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. So 
stick through that withdrawal, Anthony, if you can. Or, or, you or, should come out the other or, end. Or, you know, kind of slowly approach it. Don't right. go cold turkey on carbs because it may be too radical a shift for you. Eat more vegetables during the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Even some starchy ones like sweet potato. Yeah. And stuff, and take it from there, and take then it whittle it down. Because I think this guy's hitting a down. brick wall in terms of this. Now, eventually, yeah. you'll go into uh, a uh, your fat burning metabolism, yep. where you'll become keto adapted. Yes, and you will actually have more equanimity emotionally and mood wise because the blood sugar is not. Yeah, thank you. Okay, say it. Okay, good. yeah, and the blood sugar is not bouncing <laughs> yes. around all the time, mm-hmm. and that can certainly. You know, we, we mentioned that we're talking about natural treatments for depression. Yeah. Uh, ups and downs of blood sugar, a major contributor to anxiety and mood problems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Anthony, you will do well, especially having gained weight from emotional and stress eating and stuff like that. But keep in the front of your mind that if you continue with Prozac, and you should always follow your doctor's instructions, that you may remain somewhat hungry. And if you do still have this problem... Talk to your doctor about maybe switching to Wellbutrin at least yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because we do have problems sometimes with patients who are on antidepressants getting them to lose the requisite weight. They'll yes. lose some weight, but they'll hit a bit, bit of a brick wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We have well, time for one more question. We have a quick question We're being, we're being generous. Well, you're, getting, you're really getting your money's worth today because we're, we're going, you know, we're going, overtime. Yes. It's bonus question. Bonus question. Please tell me your radio station. I will program the station. Thank you. Uh, that is so 20th century. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Uh, you get a lot of questions like, and I, it, it just makes me, gets me upset because people say, are you still on the radio? And the answer is, of course, I am on the radio. But you, where you're located, you may not have a strong signal yes. from a major 50,000 watt station. Some right. people do and some people don't. But the way that people listen to the radio now is with a little handheld device called Cell phone, yeah, or your iPad, or your desktop or your computer, desk, or your computer. Your All laptop. you have to do is go to drhoffman.com and click on the button that says "Listen," and then you go down to radio program. Yes, and it gives you a place where you can listen live. Mm-hmm. Now, there's even another way to listen to the radio program, which is on Monday. It shows on Saturdays from twelve to two. If you want to listen to it in real time, and that's an opportunity to call in live. Yeah. 877-726-8255 is their number. You can call in live. You can talk to me on the air. Have a conversation. But if you can't listen then, mm-hmm. maybe you're doing something better mm. on a Saturday in the middle of the day. Right. You know, or you, you can't listen. You know, you're hiking, whatever. Well, you still could listen. But you're uh, picking up your dry cleaning. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Just listen to the podcast, which is available to you in perpetuity. Yes. Uh, you could listen there's a at any time. archived broadcasts at drhoffman.com. Look, I got to say, I listen to a lot of radio. Just like turn on the radio. I do my chores. I do my exercise. Sure. I listen to radio live. And it's important for shows that are like news programs, like what happened last night. You know, yes. let's digest the news. Fine. But uh, for some shows that I like, um, I listen to the shows we're on. I said, you know, I didn't catch uh, whatever that show was, you know, because mm-hmm. it's on too late. I went to sleep. I wanted to hear what that guy had to say. It's online. You yep. go to the radio station <laughs> and you click on your favorite host right. and you can hear last night's show the next right. morning. Exactly. Uh, that's the way people listen. Do I watch a lot of live TV? Some. 
like a sports event. I don't want to. Sure. I don't want to. I don't want to listen to the you know last uh, yesterday's Yankee game the next day. You know, right. Boring because I you know, we already know what happened. Yeah. But if I want to like it's like a show or a, a thing or a movie or something that was mm-hmm. previewed, I just go. I, you know, I go online. Yeah. That's the, that's the way to do it. With the this is the twenty first century guy. <laughs> Get with the program. <laughs> it's frustrating me, but uh, you know, yeah. it's like yes, uh, I do have a live radio program, but the rest are podcasts. Yes, the podcast. There's a lot of content available. I spend a lot of time talking to people and you know doing stuff like Q and A with Layla, sure. and the content is all free and it's available. It's like a torrent, uh-huh. and you can you know yeah. listen to it anytime you like. Yeah. It's available. It's a new age, folks. Get with it. <laughs> and on that note. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is our weekly Q&A with Layla. This is Intelligent Medicine. Hi, this is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, this is a vital time to bolster our immune defenses. I've received countless requests for a specific list of supplements that I recommend to support immune health. That's why I've created the Intelligent Medicine Immune Support Protocol, my supplement recommendations offering the greatest boost for your immune system when it's needed most. Best medicine is preventive medicine. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com for more information. drhoffmanstore.com In addition to the immune support protocol, you'll find easy-to-follow links for our supplement starter kit, heart health protocol, and much more. These protocols are an easy way for you to get the exact combination of targeted supplements you need to help you follow the intelligent medicine lifestyle. The same supplements I take for myself and prescribe for my patients. And for a limited time, you'll get free priority shipping on all of your store orders. For more details, just go to drhoffmanstore.com. That's drhoffmanstore.com.